Welcome to Shadow Work. What the fuck? If you've been thinking, uh, what the fuck is Shadow Work and how does it help me? You're in the right place. This is your go-to podcast that will answer all your questions as well as give you the tools to dig into your shadow so you can set yourself free from the bullshit holding you back and finally start manifesting that juicy as fuck life I know you've been dreaming of. I'm your host, Caitlin Hosking, the shadow work queen and coach to fierce as fuck women who want to heal their shit so they can drop the self-sabotage and take control of their futures. I know shadow work can feel a little bit scary, so if you're new here, don't stress. I'm here to demystify the spook and bring some fun to the heavy. So get ready to learn, cry, laugh, and finally understand why the fuck you do what you do so you can quit playing small and start manifesting those big dreams. So without any further ado, let's jump into this episode. Welcome back, my love, to another episode of Shadow Work. What the fuck? Today we are talking all things shadow work in relationships and how you can really use shadow work to support your relationships and to improve them and to communicate and to really take responsibility for where you're showing up and where you may be creating unnecessary problems. Um, And I say that with the most love and the most compassion because we all do it. And we can really find ourselves in those patterns of like nitpicking and pushing our partners away, even if it's a really safe relationship and it's actually a healthy relationship because we're scared, right? Like sometimes we're, for me, for example, like I'm in the healthiest relationship I've ever been in and there's so much love and there's so much opportunity for the future and it scares the crap out of me. <laughs> like It really does um, because I've never gone this deep with someone. And so my mind and my nervous system can sometimes start to try to find problems and hyper fixate on them and create problems so I can push my partner away. And that's okay. That's okay. But before we get into the relationship stuff, I just want to give you guys a quick update because I know I disappeared off the face of the planet for the last few weeks. And I just wanted to speak to that because it was quite a hard thing to do, just disappear without saying anything. Cause normally I would just give everyone the, like the heads up and say, you know, this is what's going on. But just before I went to Thailand, so I have been in Thailand the last few weeks. And before that, because I had run the certification and it was amazing and I had been getting so many things or trying to get so many things ready to go away, I was just exhausted. (laughs) I was exhausted. And the podcasts were actually the final things on my list. And I sat down to try to do it. And I kept just, (sighs) I was trying to like write the notes for it. And I was like, this is impossible. (laughs) And then I thought about then I've got to write the notes and then I've got to record it and then I've got to do emails. And I was like, I can't do this. It just felt so bleh to me. And I just don't want to put that energy into the into my content, right? I don't want to be doing things out of resentment or because I feel like I have to. And I've spoken to this before, like I would never want you guys to do that either. And so I made that decision to not do the podcast. And then I made the decision not to say anything because I was like, Yeah, like sometimes it feels good for me to say something, but I was doing me saying something was like I'm trying to appease people. I don't want them to get angry at me. Um, You know, I feel like I'm letting them down if I don't say anything. And I was like, yes, that may be true. And people may feel, I don't know, let down. But 
you know, probably no one will notice. <laughs> and if they notice, then that's okay. Um, but I just didn't feel like it was true to me and true to my soul to write that email. It felt really true to me just to trust so deeply that I could take time away from my podcast, time away from my business and everything was going to be okay. So I ended up doing that and went to Thailand, was fully switched off from business, didn't write any content, didn't speak to any of my clients, which was super weird for me because I actually haven't taken time off Voxer coaching for a long time. Um, but I just fully switched off from business and just read my fantasy books, sat on a beach and relaxed. And honestly, it was exactly what I needed. Like, I feel so much better now. Um... Yeah, I feel ready to like kick some butt and get back into it. And I'm so excited because in the next couple of months, we have the Ignite Retreat coming up in August. And then we have the next round of the Shadow Alchemy certification starting at the start of September. So there is some really exciting things coming. And if you haven't registered for either of those, so if you are wanting to do the healing and the shadow work for yourself, then that is the Ignite Retreat. It runs on the Sunshine Coast from August 24th to 27th. And it is like a really massive deep dive into the things that are holding you back and then a transformation and expansion into who you want to be in this world. You also receive all the tools um, there is like a course that comes with Ignite. So the Ignite course <laughs> and you get access to that from when you sign up for life. So you don't miss out on any tools. You have lots of things to help you integrate and to continue your healing work after retreat. And then if you're a coach and you're looking for how do I safely guide my clients through shadow work and not re-traumatize them and just make sure that they are so held and are so safe, then the Shadow Alchemy certification. On the Shadow Alchemy certification, I also have created a new Instagram. So <laughs> I'm laughing because I created one for shadow work retreats. And now there's another one because I just am separating things from my personal brand. Because one thing I really have noticed though, like recently is that my, my mission and my work really isn't about me anymore. And my personal brand complete by Caitlin, while obviously I'm going to be the one holding shadow work retreats in this new space for shadow alchemy. I want those to really grow and for the clients coming through that and especially with Shadow Alchemy, for the students coming through that to actually be the face of those businesses. So the new space for Shadow Alchemy certification is the Shadow Alchemy Coaching Academy. Shadow Alchemy Coaching Academy. You can find that on Instagram. So that's where all the educational content will be for Shadow Alchemy certification. Complete by Caitlin is just <laughs> what it's always been, which is just a space for me to express. And of course, I'll talk about things that are coming out for shadow work retreats or shadow alchemy certification. There'll be collabs. Um, I'll still post things about my life. But if you're wanting like specific help with different areas, for example, you're wanting to do the healing work yourself, then you would go to shadow work retreats. If you're wanting to learn how to do this with your clients, then you would go to the shadow alchemy coaching academy. Okay, overview of my life, overview of why I disappeared, but I am back and feeling better than ever. Thank you, computer, for making that sound and putting it into my recording. <laughs> so let's talk about shadow work in relationships. And firstly, I'm doing this 
episode because it's something I have been navigating. And if you guys have listened to previous episodes, I've talked about overcoming my avoidance in relationships, uh, overcoming anxiety in relationships and all of that. And even though I have come so, so far and there are times that I feel so secure and I have no avoidance patterns playing out and that can go on for months. What I've noticed is that sometimes they like to rear their head (laughs) and sometimes it's so unconscious and I don't notice for a while and I'll be like, why are we like, we don't, me and my partner don't argue a lot, but we kind of will just get a little short with each other and have some annoyances and I'll notice that starts to build and I'll be like, what is going on here? And this is something that happened a probably like four weeks ago now, five weeks where I just found myself like nitpicking things that he was doing and things that he was saying and getting really annoyed about it. And then being like, oh, this relationship's not going to work. We can't like, we can't be together. This is not what I want, blah, blah. Even though he was like not doing anything new and the things that he was doing actually does, has nothing to do with me. (laughs) I was just like making things really, really big in my head. So I firstly... Firstly, I just want to acknowledge the fact that I am a human and I first I did start to see this pattern playing out. I started feeling um, avoidant and I actually didn't want to say anything to him. My ego was like, there's no point in saying anything. There's no point communicating this like it's fucked. And I was like, yep, it's not going to change. I'm not going to say anything. And I just like continued it. And it wasn't actually until he said something that I did something about it. And because I'm human, like I'm not always going to be straight onto it. Um, my mind can play tricks on me. This is why, you know, I have coaches and people to point this out. Unfortunately, I didn't really tell them what was going on either. So they couldn't point it out. But eventually I got there. So if you do take time and you are listening to this, realizing, fuck, I'm doing that. It's OK to be human. Let's just acknowledge that for a second. So the other thing I I found that I was doing was when we were in these sort of like little disagreements, spat, shortness things, I had such an intense need to be right. And I was like, no, 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 I'm right. You're wrong. I'm not backing down. And even if I could see that was like kind of harming the relationship and wasn't being compassionate, like I would be with say a client or a friend, I was still like, no, I'm right. And all of these things, when I actually sat down was like, oh, this is a reactivity pattern. (laughs) Like I am being avoidant. I like, there is something here. There is a charge around this relationship. There's a charge around this person. And it's actually my responsibility to leave if this relationship is wrong or right. What's actually right for me right now is to go, why am I being such a judgmental little biatch? What is this about? So I sat down and started doing some journaling and this was after he brought it up. So what he said to me, thank God for my partner and thank God that we can communicate most of the time. He said, I'm feeling like you're pulling away from me and it doesn't feel very good and it's hurting my feelings. And I was like, okay. Yep. And I, and I was honest with him about, yes, I am pulling away. I'm feeling really scared. Um, I'm going to go do some work. So I sat down with it and what I did, and this is the shadow work, basically step by step. 
Step one, I wrote down all of the judgments of him that had been coming up and that were creating the distance and the arguments. So literally, if you're doing this with your partner, even with friends, right? Or if um, anyone, right? It's always the same. So you're sitting down and thinking like, what kind of bad negative things am I thinking about this person? When I point the finger at them, what am I blaming them for? What am I saying about them in my mind? And you're just being really honest with yourself. It can be really confronting um, because when we love someone, (laughs) we know we love them. We don't always want to acknowledge that we're thinking badly about them, even though we are. And so this just takes a bit of courage, a bit of compassion to be like, if I want this to change, I have to be willing to look in the mirror and be really honest. So I sat down and I wrote down all of the judgments. The next thing I did, so step two, was I actually created a shadow archetype of these traits to work with. So I looked at all the traits and the judgments I'd written down and said, okay, if I was to have like an overarching term for anyone that I was seeing display these traits, what would I call them? And that's what I call, that's what I created the archetype. That's how I created the archetype. Then I looked at it and I was like, okay, where have I been like that in my life? And where could I be like that again? And I started to write down all the times I had been like that and um, under what circumstances I could be like that again. And it was a lot. It was a lot. And the thing I really noticed was it was a lot of things from my past that I have I've shamed, right? I've put into my shadow and said, I will never be like that again. And so when he is, for example, one of the things was like being reactive. So like road rage, he gets like, he gets road rage and it really triggers me. And I used to get really bad road rage and I would lash out in the car and be like, oh, you're a fucking idiot. And just kind of like verbally abuse people. And it's something that I'm like, I can't be like that because I have to be a safe person. And so I really shut that down and made it wrong. And so when he does that and he just has like a release, I get really upset by it because I've made it wrong for myself. Therefore, I'm making him wrong. So I'm like, great. Where have I done that? And the funny thing about this whole story is that especially this lashing out piece was I can't remember if it was like the same day. I think it was like just before I did this task, I had brought it up with him and said like, I don't like it when you're lashing out, all of those sorts of things. And like, it makes me feel really unsafe and la la la. And then someone during that conversation was like cutting the grass outside. And it was really frustrating me. And cause I don't like the sound of like people mowing the lawn. Cause I find it really annoying. And I think at some point I was like, would you just shut the fuck up <laughs> and like had a little, um, lash out. And so I'm making him wrong for doing it. And then I just do the same thing, which is where it kind of, it starts to just highlight, okay, I can't be uncompassionate with this person and then do the exact same thing and then make it okay for me. Like that's really unfair. So Step one, write down all of the judgments. Step two was create a shadow archetype of these traits and write down all the times I had been like that and where I could be like that again and currently where I'm doing that. (laughs) Number three was I realized, and I, I sort of just said this, like I realized that I had been doing that so much and I actually needed to shift and reframe that and forgive him and myself. Yeah. And so I, I went in 
And this is number four was like, I did a shadow shift on myself. So I, I started like just writing out some reframes and some shifts and doing some mindset pieces. And then I did the shadow shift, which is my shadow alchemy process where I met this part of me. I met this archetype version of me and I pulled her out of the shadows and I did a whole bunch of somatic work and embodiment work and mindset shifts around it and uh, really allowed it all to anchor in. And then I noticed like I could feel the shift in my body from shame and annoyance and irritation into compassion and love. So once I had done all of that, I then communicated with him and it can feel a little bit shit (laughs) to have to tell people like, you know, what you've been thinking of them and all of that, but it's honestly the most responsible thing that we can do. And so I sat down and I just said, Hey, this is what I have been thinking and feeling. And this is how it's a reflection of me. And this is what I need from you right now to help me integrate this process and, and all the things that are going on. And so it's not just me taking responsibility and being like, Oh, it's fine. I'm like, no, this is still a trigger for me. Why it's integrating. And I could really use your support. And this is what I need from you. So I feel safe and we can move forward. And, you know, of course he was said, yes, I can do that. Cool. Like, and then we kind of put some boundaries on things and put some boundaries on things for me as well. And that allowed us to like come back into love. And that was like the beautiful part, right? Is that we came back into love. We came back into just... I could just see him more clearly. And that's what I really loved is that I could see him more clearly. He could see me more clearly because I had just taken ownership rather than just being reactive or shutting down. Um, It allowed him to soften and allowed him to open up. And since then, things have been one hell of a lot better. The things I really, the things I really just want to note here is we need to, A, be really honest with ourselves when we're feeling like we're nitpicking or being reactive. It is our job to take that responsibility and it's our job to communicate that with our partners. It can take time to build a relationship where you feel like you can communicate. But the biggest thing I've always done in my relationship from the very beginning was communicate and communicate how I'm feeling, even if it was really hard. If you are in a relationship where you're starting to shift and change things, it's just taking trust. Like I had to trust that even in a new relationship when it first started, that this person had the ability to meet me. And if they didn't, I was willing to walk away. And I've just shown up and been honest over and over and over. So has he. And we have stayed together because of that. I've also had previous relationships where I had started to want to change things and communicate better and, you know, take responsibility. And that person was unwilling to meet me. And the pattern that I had run back then was like, oh, I just need to do more work and I just need to like not care about these things. And I would basically gaslight myself to be different or to feel differently. It didn't work, right? That never works for all that long because the fact is, is like we are feeling a certain way and why we can take responsibility and communicate if that person is unwilling to support us and help us, 
meet our needs in a safe way for that integration, then that doesn't mean we need to stop caring or not get angry about things or not be triggered by things. It can sometimes mean that we actually need a safer person who is willing to meet us and to do this work in order for us to feel really seen and validated. And so I I want to just make it so, so clear that this is not about excusing poor behavior. It's not about letting someone treat you badly or, uh, you know, treating someone else badly because we're like, oh, it's just our shadows or it's just their shadows playing out. It's like, yeah, it may be their shadows and it may be your shadows, but that doesn't mean we keep being assholes, basically. <laughs> like we go, oh, I'm not actually treating this person how I would want to be treated or how I want my relationship to be, which means, yes, it's a shadow, but it's also my job to do the healing piece around this in order to treat that person kindly and compassionately and at the same time treat myself kindly and compassionately. Then with a partner or a friend or whoever you're doing this with, it's the same piece of if you're being honest and communicating or they're treating you in a certain way that doesn't feel good, while yes, you can do your shadow work around it, if ultimately they're, they're breaking your boundaries and they're crossing your boundaries and it doesn't feel good, the work isn't doing the shadow work for how you can stop being reactive towards them. The sh- like that could be a piece of it, but if it still doesn't feel good, it's actually doing the work on how do I set this boundary? How do I hold my boundary? How do I communicate this is not okay and stop allowing this person to treat me like this over and over and over? And remembering like what actually matters is the behavior change as well. So when I noticed I was doing this with my partner and I went through the process and we came back into love and all of that, I then went, okay, I actually need to change my behavior and be more compassionate and not be so reactive or if I am feeling reactive actually sit with that in a really healthy way and then communicate what's going on for me rather than just going at him which is funny because again I was getting triggered that he was like being reactive towards things external to us and then I would be reactive towards him between us so really we're just doing the same shit (laughs) um (laughs) but that's not okay for me to be reactive towards my partner in a way that's not healthy And so I, my behavior actually needs to change. So we sat there and I also said, you know, what do you need from me? And we went through all of that. And so, yeah, I, I want to normalize all of this in relationships and the fact that, you know, even a conscious relationship, like people are still human, (laughs) even though I do shadow work for a living and I teach it for a living, I can still get stuck in those traps And that's just because the mind is so, so strong sometimes and old patterns run really, really deep. And it is a process of meeting ourselves over and over and over in order to shift that. And also having a safe person who is willing to meet you over and over and over in order to help you shift that. And that's why I'm still in my relationship to this day is not that it's perfect, but it's because we are two people who are so imperfect, but we're willing to meet each other. We're willing to do the shadow work together and to come back in and communicate and and shift things in ways that feel good for us. And ultimately, like that's the best relationship that I could possibly imagine. So I hope this is really 
really helpful and it helps you create a little bit more compassion around yourself and around your relationship. And the fact that things can change, we just have to do our own work and ask our partners and ask our friends like, hey, if they're not feeling safe to us, like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm needing. You know, can you meet me in that? Can you support me? If they can't do that or they continue to cross your boundaries, then, you know, look at alternatives of, you know, setting the boundaries, potentially ending the friendship, if that's what feels true for you or relationship. And for us, if we're the ones doing the, the like lashing out or reactivity pattern, then taking that responsibility and also being honest with them and saying like, Hey, I see that I'm doing this and it hasn't felt good for me. Here's what's been going on. Here's what I'm going to do moving forward. And like that ownership creates such a beautiful connection in relationship and it's going to make someone feel safe with you. Yeah. So if that's what you want in relationship, you need to model that behavior as well. Okay. My loves, that's all things shadow work, relationship and life update. I hope that has been helpful. I'll go through the four steps again. So number one, write down all the judgments of the person that you're working with and yeah, so write down all the judgments. Number two, create a shadow archetype of those traits and re- and look at where you have been like that or where you could be like that again. Number three is looking at the reframes and doing some journaling around that. And then number four is going into a shadow work process and doing the embodiment process around this in order to shift it. Number five, which I didn't actually write as number five, is then communicate this with the person if that feels safe for you to do so. If it's not a relationship that that's at that point of vulnerability, you could share a little bit. You don't have to share all the darkness with them. Um, That can come later, but it can be helpful just to say like, oh, I've done some work. You know, this is an overview and this is what I'm doing moving forward. Okay, if you've loved this, please write a review or rate the podcast, share it with someone you think it could help. Send me a message on Instagram. You can send it to my private page, not private, but my personal page, which is complete underscore by Caitlin. And yeah, I'll chat to you all in the next episode.